This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, one and all, to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by. Bet Rivers. On today's podcast, we say sayonara to the Browns' great win over the Ravens and look straight ahead at what's coming up at the end of this week. First, on Thursday, the Bengals and the Ravens, a game certainly the Browns will have their eye on. And then the, the heavyweight matchup, of course, next Sunday. You dealt with one nemesis in Baltimore. You got to deal with the other in Pittsburgh. Well, not in Pittsburgh, in Cleveland, but in Pittsburgh in terms of playing the Steelers. That game coming up on Sunday, of course, at 1 o'clock. What will the Browns do? Where will they be by the end of this week? We'll start to break it all down this week. That and a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. We'll do the picks, of course, uh, coming up on Thursday. <clears throat> now, normally I do the Thursday podcast either Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon. Um, but to, but this week, because of the circumstances, I'm going to wait till Thursday night after the Bengals-Ravens game to do my Thursday podcast so we know exactly where the Browns stand heading into Sunday. So later in this podcast, I'll, I'll pick the winner in the Bengals-Ravens game, and I'll try to keep my uh, fandom out of it. Let's get to the latest on the Browns coming off what was a physical weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. And here's what's the what is so exciting about what happened this weekend is that we who have watched Browns games year after year after year after year. And many of you, if you're older, have watched a lot more than I have. But obviously, I've been watching every Browns game since 2011. Not that I didn't watch them before that, because I was always interested in the AFC North and before that, the AFC Central. So I watched as often as I could as a big football fan, of course. But obviously, since 2011, I've been watching every Browns game. And what we all know, anybody that's watching with any consistently over the past, let's face it, since they've been back in 99, with very few exceptions, is that the Browns have often been a soft team. The Browns have often been a team that when there was physical play, they cowered. They got their ass kicked. How many times have the Browns had their butts kicked? not only on the field in terms of wins and losses, but on the field in terms of physical beatdowns by the Ravens and the Steelers, especially over the years. Well, this past Sunday, it was the opposite. Yes, the Ravens played physically as well, but the Browns were the ones doing the beatdown. They beat the crap out of the Ravens in that game. They were extremely tough. They were extremely physical. And, and it's great to see. There's a lot of fun things about this version of the Browns, the 2023 Browns right now, have probably been, for me, the most fun team to watch since I started covering this team. Obviously, 2020 was fun, uh, but because of COVID, it, it 
sapped some of the life out of it, obviously. Uh, the year with Brian Hoyer before they ruined the season with, with Johnny Manziel was fun for a while like in the middle of the season. This time of year, we were excited. I thought they were going to go to the playoffs, but this is different. This is way more sustainable. This is a quarterback that we know has elite talent that is finally starting to show it. This is a defense that is loaded with talent, led by an absolute I mean, I'm trying to look for another word that I haven't used yet to describe Miles Garrett. A monster, a beast, uh, a man amongst boys, uh, Superman, a superhero. I, you know, and there's nothing too big to praise Miles Garrett. The rest of the defense, unlike past years, has been able to do their job and not just do their job, but do it at a high level. There's a lot of guys on the Browns defense playing great now. This, which makes this exciting because they're physical. They got physical. Now, again, earlier in the year, physical game with Pittsburgh, but I thought the Steelers out physical them in that game. Same thing happened the first time they played Baltimore, but second time around, they out physical the Ravens. Now they got to do the same thing to these freaking Steelers. Now, last time the Browns played the Steelers, I said something about, the, I talked about the Browns kicking the Steelers' ass, being physical. I said something that people took as I want the Steelers players to get hurt. I had to pause there to make sure I said it the right way. And, of course, then when Nick Chubb got hurt, everybody was mad at me because, like, I brought some bad karma on the Browns. So I'm not talking about anybody getting hurt, even though it was really you misunderstood what I was saying. wasn't rooting for anybody in the Steelers to get hurt. But that's neither here nor there. The point is I want the Browns to do what they did to the Ravens, kick the Steelers' ass. Physical, tough, finish every block, finish every tackle. What we saw on that running play with Jerome Ford with the entire offensive line pushing him down the field, what we saw with David Njoku dragging Geno Stone 11 yards down the field uh, like he was the kid, the racist kid in in um, uh, uh, the blind side. Remember, Michael Orr drags the kid. The kid's being a racist and a jerk, and he drags him down the field and he throws him over the fence. Tell him to go home. That was basically, I'm not saying Geno Stone's racist. I'm just using, obviously he's not, but but uh, just using that as an example. Uh, and he just pushed Geno Stone right down the field. Uh, so we need to see that again. We need to see the Browns be ready to kick some butt. And James Hudson, once again, could be in a position where he has to play against T.J. Watt. And James Hudson, the last two years, has gotten his ass kicked by T.J. Watt. I love the way James Hudson played this past week. He was not great. He made some mistakes. But he was physical. He was tough. He, he, especially in the running game, he was finishing his blocks. The guy is not the most talented player on the face of the earth, but he plays hard. It's not due to lack of effort. I'd like to see him. Now, I'd like to see DeWan Jones back. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if he's not, hopefully this time, third time the charm for James Hudson. But let's hope DeWan Jones is back. Although DeWan Jones, obviously, is a lot better in the passing game. I, I'd be curious today to see. James Hudson's run grade on PFF because I thought he did a, a really good job in the in the run. We know the entire offensive line, the middle played well. Wyatt Teller's been great the last two games. He was particularly fantastic in this one. Only allowed one pressure the entire game and in, in whatever, 30-something pass attempts. Joel Batonio seems to be rounding into form back to playing his best football. Ethan Pochich played great in the middle. Uh, so they, you know, with the, with the tackle situation, what it is, I thought the Browns did a very good job of uh, holding up on the offensive line 
against a obviously a very good defense in Baltimore. Pittsburgh also a very good defense, but not as good as Baltimore. Um, I I thought Garen Christian did a good job, the veteran left tackle who just you know joined the Browns somewhat recently off the practice squad. I thought he did it. You know, we didn't hear his name much. I mean, yeah, he he made some mistakes. Actually, the fumble that Watson had in the late in the game that Wyatt Teller covered up, which if he didn't, the Browns would have lost. That was because Christian lost his man. But overall, considering the situation and the opponent you're playing, I thought he did uh, uh, an admirable job. Both tackles did an admirable, admirable job in this situation. But what's the latest for this week? Well, let's start with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, according to Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com, uh, having an MRI on his left ankle as of this moment, and it's uh, Tuesday morning, uh, we have not gotten an update on the MRI, but it sounds to me, based on how Mary Kay put it, based on how the team has spoken about it, it sounds like this is just a precautionary thing. He did leave the locker room on Sunday with a walking boot. Apparently, I was talking with Jason Lloyd about this. Jason's in the, of the Athletic, of course, who's in and the ultimate Cleveland sports show who's in the uh, locker room all the time after games. He says it's not uncommon for players who had, you know, just to be precautionary with an ankle or whatever um, uh, that, that, that guys will wear boots coming out of the locker room just to be extra careful. I will be stunned beyond all reasonable doubt if Deshaun Watson does not play on Sunday. I think there's no chance that's going to happen. I, I guess if he had a broken ankle, um, but I think I think we have an idea if he had a broken ankle. Uh, unless it's something like that, he's going to play. Deshaun, I, th- those people, including Brady Quinn, uh, other former Browns players, uh, fans that were – listen, there's plenty you can knock Deshaun Watson for. His play until the last couple of weeks, the off-the-field stuff that – you could say whatever you want. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Whether I, No matter what I feel, I'm not going to argue with anybody that wants to take shots there. Okay. But anybody that accused him of not being tough or not wanting to play, I think apologies are owed there. You sound like a fool. Uh, Brady Quinn came off like a fool initially. He doubled down on it. He thinks he's funny. He's not. Deshaun Watson's tough as hell. And he played through the shoulder. He played through the ankle. And he played great in the second half. Hopefully, if he gets healthy here at some point, we can see him play great for a whole game. But it's coming. It's coming, man. We're seeing that guy. We're seeing that special player. And then eventually, we'll see it for a full game, and that's that's when really big things are going to happen, if they haven't already, because they have to this point. I mean, he hasn't been healthy, completely healthy for a while, and yet he's finding ways to play well when it matters. As of this morning, the Browns are the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture. Uh, at the moment, they would be playing at Jacksonville in the first round of the playoffs, but obviously we've got a long way to go. Not only right now are the Browns in a position where if they beat Pittsburgh, they are you know very solid shape to win the division, potentially, but it's not crazy to think the Browns could win uh, the number one seed. It's not crazy. I think in the end they probably don't, but I don't think because of the division, and they still have a number of tough games left, but... It's not out of the the realm of possibility. In fact, if you ask me right now, what's more likely? The Browns being the number one seed or the Browns missing the playoffs? I would actually say the number one seed right now in this moment, which is kind of crazy because 
you know, they could be out of the playoffs, out of the playoffs, I say in air quotes, out of the playoffs, uh, in a week or two if they lose. But that's how much I believe in this team right now. I mean, you beat Cincinnati, you beat San Francisco, you beat Baltimore. You're legit. That's that simple. Now, things could go wrong. You never know. But right now, I'm a full believer in this Browns team. And so I think they are more likely to be the number one seed than they are to be the eight or or less seed. So that's the story with that. Let's talk about some of the other injuries that are important for this week. I mentioned Dewan Jones. He's, as of Monday, listed as questionable. Now, we'll see what happens tomorrow and Thursday. We'll see how much he practices. Hopefully, they can get him back this week. He didn't practice at all. Uh, it would be a big boost if they could get him, obviously. Again, I complimented uh, James Hudson, but Dewan Jones is a far better player, far bigger player. T.J. Watt is hard to deal with no matter who you have, uh, and you wonder, is he in James Hudson's head? I, I don't know. But I think we'd all like to see Dewan Jones back, so we probably won't have a better feel for that until Wednesday. Same thing with David Bell and Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin had the concussion. Often with a concussion, guys are able to come back in two weeks, but when you talk at head injury, you never know. I, I that's that's kind of up in the air. Uh, the the now let's go to the secondary. Two key injuries in the secondary for the Browns. Denzel Ward Denzel Ward had a neck strain, and Juan Thornhill hurt his calf. What exactly he did to the calf? I don't know. I haven't seen the exactly the details on that. It sounds like uh, Juan Thornhill could miss some time here. That's unfortunate. He's been a very important piece to their defense. So hopefully it won't be a lot of time. I think they can survive against Pittsburgh and Denver. Both those teams have, you know, good wide receivers, but they don't have big-time offenses, even with what, you know, Denver beat in Buffalo yesterday. We know what the Steelers' offense is with their quarterback situation. But Juan Thornhill has been a really important piece. Um, uh, kudos to him. You know, he did he did a lot of talking, and I was like, "Juan, calm down. Can we can we you know criticizing people that were being negative?" And I was like, "Let's prove it on the field, Juan, before we start you know saying people got to shut up." And he's done it. He's backed it up. He did a lot of talking in the offseason, and he's backed it all up. Kudos to him. He has played great. He has been a leader. He has been an energy producer. And he does a lot of the little things that have made the Browns successful. If Juan Thornhill was not hurt, we were talking about this yes, yesterday on UCSS. I don't think Odell Beckham has that touchdown if Juan Thornhill's playing. I think I think he makes – it's still a nice game for Baltimore, but I think Juan Thornhill makes that tackle. So he probably won't play this week. Denzel Ward, this is a bigger – as much as I like Juan Thornhill, as important as he is, Denzel Ward's even more important. And that's not a knock at Thornhill. He's been tremendous. It's a definitely a, a an important loss, but Denzel Ward to me is the most important guy in their secondary, and hopefully he's going to be all right. Denzel in the past has always missed games; he hasn't missed any this year. He did leave the game early with that next strain. The hope is that he'll be able to play again. We'll have a better feel Wednesday, Thursday, depending on how practice goes. So we'll keep an eye on all that with Thursday's podcast. But I'll tell you now, I mean, I'll pick on Thursday, Thursday night when I do the next podcast, I'll give you my pick. But I will say that I am definitely leaning towards the Browns in this game. I'm feeling very good about it. I do want to see, be sure that Watson's going to play and Denzel Ward, hopefully. But as of this moment, again, the Browns are a four-point favorite at Bet Rivers. Speaking of which, get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. That's a potential 10000 bucks. 
Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. Let's talk Thursday Night Football for a minute. One of the best games they've had on there. Usually those games are terrible, not this week. Ravens are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite coming off their loss against the Browns. Hosting the Bengals, who are coming off after they'd won four in a row, lose to the Texans in a heartbreaker. Uh, Both the Bengals and the Browns came back last week, but the Browns held their comeback. The Bengals did not. And so they lost at the buzzer while the Browns won at the buzzer. Uh... For the Bengals, they're dealing with some injuries here. Obviously, T. Higgins missed the last game with a hamstring. He's expected to miss this game, and the Bengals are also expected to be without their two starting defensive ends, Hubbard and Hendrickson. Hendrickson got a hyperextended knee last week. Uh, both everybody, they, those guys will both probably be back the following week, but I think they're both going to miss this game. That's a pretty big deal against the Ravens. Ravens did beat the Bengals earlier in the year. Despite all of that, I do think the Bengals are going to win this game uh, because I think they're going to come. Now, listen, you could say the Ravens are going to come out pissed off because they lost to the Browns. And I I, I just think when I heard uh, Joe Burrow after the game, when he, he did not play well, it was his worst game since he's been healthy. He wasn't terrible against Houston, but he made some mistakes and he knows it. And, uh, in the end, in a big spot, I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Lamar Jackson, even in Baltimore. Ravens won in Cincinnati earlier. I think the Bengals pull this one out, which if you're a Browns fan, you got you don't have to root for the Bengals, I guess. But if the Bengals beat the Ravens, I, I certainly like them with three and a half points because I think at the very least, even if the Bengals lose, it'll be a close game. So certainly love the Bengals at plus three and a half. But I would certainly consider them on the money line at plus 155 at Bet Rivers because I think the Bengals will win outright. But but definitely with the three and a half. But if obviously if the Raven, if the Bengals beat the Ravens, then the winner of the Brown Steelers game will be in sole possession of first place through week 11 uh, with seven weeks to go in the season. So there you have it. So in a way, I guess you could argue maybe you should root for the Bengals to lose because then maybe they don't make the playoffs. I think if you're a Browns fan, you got to root for the Bengals to win because you want to get if they, then if you beat the Steelers, you control your own destiny uh, for winning the division. You might be able to get to that anyway, but you always want to get to it sooner rather than later. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks to all for watching and listening. Thanks to Max for producing today and for Monzo. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So many of you did. Thanks. Uh, We broke a record on the podcast. Over 21,400 people watched or listened to Sunday's podcast recapping the Browns win. I know so many people sent me nice messages. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button and you'll get alerts every time I put out a new podcast. Thank you so much. Also, please check out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show as well, which I'm on Monday through Friday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m. on YouTube. We'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.